And hello, everybody. Star Trek, the original series, episode 17 uh, or 16 from season three. The Mark of Gideon is over and has been since 1969, but we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews as we continue our mission to watch every episode of Star Trek, the original series, not in order. Uh, and this is, uh, I think, nine to go. Let's bring in our panel for tonight. First, we got Ted Mater, my dad, and the namesake of the Ted Trick Podcast. How are you doing tonight, Dad? I'm doing great, thanks. And next, we got Jody Simpson, uh, who's been with us for, for the the whole time, I believe, too. Right, Jody? You've 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 well, been here not as long as Ted. I think I missed a couple episodes. Yeah, but you've been here since, but all the way along. Uh, and of course, Adam Woodward. Uh, he he's he, we are expecting him, so uh, he'll he'll probably pop it in here shortly or. Uh, we'll see, but um, we are going to break down this episode tonight uh, and talk all about the Mark of Gideon, an episode I had never watched. And hey, there he is. How's it, how's it going, Adam? <clears throat> it's going okay. How are you guys doing? Well, we got uh, Adam Woodward here to talk about the Mark of Gideon. Ooh. So. <laughs> Dead space. I can see you guys brought a lot of energy and opinions. Crickets. It's been a long road, Dave. Yes, getting from there to here. Um, okay, let's just go around initial reactions. Dad, how do you feel about the Mark Gideon? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Good episode. Okay. Why and why? Why is this one pretty good? Like sometimes you know, like this is not a famous episode. Sometimes, sometimes you have a bit. You know, you're a little. You're not as always yeah. into it. It's kind of a weird episode. Uh, uh, okay. Kind of, kind of all those weird people walking around aimlessly. You know, if they're all making millions of them, how are they doing that? <laughs> like, there's some, there's some definite creepiness to this uh, episode, I would yeah. say. Um, but it's, it's kind of um, unsettling. Uh, I found Jody. Let's go to you next, Jody. Um, the Mark of Gideon. Um, uh, a namesake of your own son, um, but in this case, it's a planet, not a person. Um, there's no, what, there's what, no link there. There's no link there. It's <laughs> no. spelled the same, Gideon, though, right? Son Gideon. My son's name is Gideon. Yes. Is it really? Yep. Well, I'm, I'm, you, you must have taken it from this episode. No, this has is... nothing to do with that. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, overall, yeah. I think the episode is okay. It's another drag episode, um, where you know you get twenty minutes in a in a fifty minute uh, window. But uh, it's I, I don't know. It, it's it's not a terrible episode. I like the concept of it. I think it was it was obviously unique at the time it was done. Um, you know, I've seen many sci fi things similar to this, so I'm I'm sure this inspired a lot of things. Uh, but uh, overall, I wouldn't say it's a terrible episode, but it's 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 definitely a slow episode. Yeah. There's definitely episodes of Star Trek that do this again, which uh, and by yes. this, I mean, um, bring in more of an isolated feel like they take one crew member and then they seem like they're on an empty ship. Yeah. Um, Jody, I can in think of Star Trek. Was that ship mine? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Episode. But not that it's related to this at all. Well, the one with Dr. Crusher, remember she was in the static warp bubble? Oh, Forget Me or something like that. Yeah, Forget Me Not or something like that. And then there was also one on um, Deep Space Nine where, uh, I don't know if you saw this one, but Dr. Bashir. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, but it ends up, it's also, he's in his mind and it's kind of an illusion. But this is, um, this was a bit interesting where, you know, they were able to kind of make use of existing sets because they're like, well, the Gideons just created like a replica of the ship. And that's where <laughs> makes things easy. Makes things easy. They don't have to build much in terms of sets, uh, uh, as, it, as is the case for most of these season three episodes. We got a message from Adam Frozen, but I can see and hear you guys. Uh, hmm. We can't see and hear him. So. No, that... I can't see and hear you either. Um, I do have I don't to apologize. See... One of my studio monitors is down, so I can't actually look at the one that's near the camera right now. <laughs> so that's why I'm looking uh... over this way. I'm not ignoring you guys. Yeah, I don't know if Adam was... I don't know what to do about that. I can um, see if he can... Uh, we miss you, Adam. Try again, maybe. Try Reboot. again. Rebooking. Yeah. Oh, he's rebooting now. He just sent a message. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
Anyway, so we'll keep we'll keep talking about the plot. Uh, we don't know what Adam thinks yet, but we'll it'll be yeah, interesting we'll to hear when, when, when we when he when he pops in here. Yeah, and I thought that the inter- the premise of this uh, was very it, like a lot of episodes. They, you know, they kind of download this very quickly to you from the captain's log, uh, and they're like, okay, we're at this planet Gideon. They are a candidate to join the Federation, but the problem is they've never allowed anybody else from outside to go into their their native soil. Right, and yeah, I'm the first candidate without like nobody even knowing what's going on. Like they could have like a puppy slaughterhouse down there, and you wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, like like, okay, yeah. So this was um, they do this a lot where you see like, well, this planet's gonna join the Federation. They don't do it a lot, but it happens here and there in Star Trek, and and often when when it does happen, it's usually like this planet really shouldn't join, or they're not ready to join. Um, and I felt like that with Gideon. Like I don't know if they would be a good fed like they're not the most evil people in the world but they, they certainly got some questionable um <laughs> values i think um and you know and, and in particular like they felt pretty comfortable kidnapping the uh the captain and then playing this like ruse on spock and just you know testing testing that vulcan uh logic you know if he could hold it together where the rest of the crew was losing their minds while they're trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out what happened um and he does mention that it's a paradise germ-free atmosphere um but they say that's the reason why right like that's the reason why nobody's been on their planet because they don't allow anybody on their planet because they're worried about that i guess because of quarantine yeah it's basically like uh it's a germ-free environment so they don't want germs from outside or whatever it was something right. like that that they said. I remember. Something like that, and they don't—they kind of—they're distrustful of outsiders in general. They, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, that they uh, because one, at one part Spock says like, "Don't worry," or uh, like the wars are over, the interstellar wars that doesn't happen anymore, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't like Starfleet still kind of like against the Klingons here? Like, yeah, they're they're not on good terms with the Klingons and a few other species for that well, matter. Pretty and much every species is out to get the Federation right now. The like, Romulans and yeah, like, like that's kind of the basis of the show, really. Uh, <laughs> often, what the, like later on when they were doing like the next gen era of Star Trek, they would talk about like we need this planet to join the Federation because yeah, because it's more strategic or something. It's more like strategic, that, yeah. or if they, if they do if they if the Klingons conquer you, then it's going to upset the balance uh, other places. Um, yeah. And so sometimes they're like one thing they haven't really shown us a lot of in Star Trek, which I would like, is to see like um, more of like I guess the moral corruption. Uh, we got a bit of it in this episode, right? Like within Starfleet, within the Federation, just the nature of diplomacy, bureaucracy, uh, careful choice of your words, um, things like that. Uh, Spock yeah, has they kind of did that in DS Nine, didn't they? <laughs> Like, they did do it in D Space Nine. Show. Yeah. Um, they did more of that in D Space Nine than any other series. This for was sure. an adventure serial show. Like, this is. This is right. But, this but is... you can tell, he, he called, like, he gets you her on the, on the line, right? He's like, call up the Starfleet Command. She's like, they, they're telling me to talk to the Federation um, Department of Interplanetary Treaties or something. And then they were sending her back to the Starfleet Command and they were going in circles, on, right? And later on, they try to call up this. Uh, this admiral guy, right? You know, he's like, listen, like there's some, there's some bad things happening here. He's yeah. like, listen, well, it's, it's the equivalent of calling up, you know, Kojiko and trying to get somebody on the line. Like it, yeah. it's basically what yeah, it is. It, it's the same idea, right? Like it's, it's like, you know, press one for Starfleet command, press two for, you know, administration, you know, <laughs> isn't that all these guys do? These admirals are like, well, like, they're, you know, like, hey, we think we need to do something. And it's usually like, but will you, you're going to start a war or you're going to like make me have to do a lot more paperwork. And this, this outfit sucks. It's just, just a captain's say. shirt. I know it sucks. Just suck. <laughs> that emblem just sucks. Yeah. Not well, this is nazi as the other ones. This is the era where they were still uh, giving them different icons, wherever base yeah, they for were. Like everything. Imagine how many icons they would have had to have. Eh? That's a lot. Yeah, well, more than you could keep track of. But it was kind of like the idea was like it was like the assignment patch, right? Like you would wear yeah. on like a spaceship. Oh, and he's back. All right. And he's not can frozen. Can we hear him? <clears throat> oh, we can hear him too. Yes. Hi. 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 Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm good. Sorry about that, guys. Technical <laughs> issues. You're back. Okay, so uh, Adam, we missed your initial reaction to the Mark of Gideon. 
neat story idea, but again, season three poorly executed. You know, I, I felt it was a little long, um, but again, it, was, it could have been great. Spock was very good. I like the Spock. way he handled the you know the bureaucrats on the planet. Um, yeah, Spock but, was very good. <clears throat> I got two amazing quotes from tonight from Spock. We must acknowledge <laughs> once and for all that the purpose of diplomacy oh. is to prolong a crisis. The purpose of diplomacy is to prolong a crisis, not to mention that his father, a career diplomat, and he goes into becomes ambassador Spock after his Starfleet career. So he well, also he goes becomes into diplomacy after, yeah. Yeah, so but this is kind of like this and a couple of the other episodes, like they were kind of setting up Spock to head that way. They do that more through the movies as well. Uh, it's in particular Star Trek Six when he negotiates the, some of the earliest parts with the Klingon Treaty, and that, that like that even though he he does um, express a disdain for bureaucrats and regulations and red tape, like he also um, does pursue that because he's a Vulcan and peace and. Harmony are things he goes for, and he and he uh, and then he mentions diplomats and, and bureaucrats may function differently. Diplomats and bureaucrats may function differently, but they achieve exactly the same results. I don't, and I think it was basically nothing. Like nothing ever gets done by the bureaucrats, right? Um, but yeah, and it's Not just wrong. like him and back <laughs> with Ambassador Hoden, who ends up being. I uh, we're not sure if he's just like how. I didn't. I had never seen this before. I wasn't quite sure if uh, <laughs> if if he was like behind this or if there was something else. But you know, but he, like you know, he's like, choose your words more precisely, Mister Spock. Are you saying your transporter could have done something <laughs> like like McCoy and Chekhov and Scotty? I, and I liked this character. I thought he was fun. Yeah, I didn't dislike I didn't, him. I thought I he played it well. <laughs> He was fun. What was interesting in this scene, though, or maybe it was a little bit later, but, you know, the, the defensiveness of the Enterprise crew. Like, Spock's, like, in control. Guys, shut up. Stop talking. And, you know, Sp Scott, Scotty particularly is out of control. Like, he, you know, he shouldn't be talking. He should just do his job and get down to the uh, transporter room and figure out what's wrong. No, nothing he's a like how they lose the captain all the time right <laughs> like he gets he goes missing Especially almost in season three he's literally gone all of season three yeah <laughs> there are so many episodes where spock's just looking uh for it. uh who's rick owens i don't know who is rick owens i hope it's a compliment Ooh. but uh we got a comment here from twitch as we are now streaming on twitch uh the boy on the right side looks like a little bit like rick owens so Is that me? It's either, it might be you or it might be dad. I don't know. You're the one of you on the right side. I, <laughs> I'm going to find out who Rick Owens is now. <laughs> Thank you, Fran V. Rick Owens, yeah. Rick Tw Owens. 2018. Tw yes. So it was, we are now simulcasting on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, the, the big stream platform. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're uh, talking about Mark of Gideon and um, where was I? Yeah, just on this whole idea of like the planet, the trend, like, I don't know. It's just, it's mostly talking this episode. Um, and of course, we also get Kirk, who ends up with Odonna. This ends up being the biggest kind of thing in the episode with Odonna. She, like, I thought she was good too. I thought, like, in terms of like how they wrote her and how they presented her. But um, I thought that more than anything, that like just her banter with Kirk and the storyline. It just it's just long. My only criticism with the, the my biggest criticism with this episode is that it's just longer than it needs to be. But very much so. Yeah, because it oh, like you, yeah, you take ten true. minutes out of this, it's it's so much better. I think. I think if you take it's twenty minutes out of it, it's so much better. Yeah, it's, ten minutes isn't enough. There's a lot of of Kirk overplaying and walking around. Yeah, just just like going around. She's like, I can't remember where it came from. And, you know, she ends up being in on this whole thing, too. Yeah, she's right? a liar. She's a total liar. She con. No respect for it. Con yeah. her. Hey, Biff, don't con me. That's you right. Know, that's who Adana was. Wow, that was a pretty me, good uh, callback there. I won't Mr. McFly. 
Um, because, like, in terms of plot lines, yeah, like, Kirk is mostly with her, and it's Spock and the crew talking to Ambassador Hoden, stalling, going back and forth. They eventually say, like, why don't we beam a guy up to our your ship, and then you can come down there. And then he goes, well, I bet I made that, you know, once they do that, they bring up Mustachio Man. Um, yeah. This guy, the assistant uh, to Ambassador Hoden. He gets to beam up and beam down. But this allows them to figure out that the coordinates they gave for Captain Kirk were slightly different than the ones they said to beam this guy up. Yes, the two numbers were flipped. Did you pick Detect that up when you were watching it? I, I picked it up when I was watching it, but did you guys? Yeah, not they kept stressing it. That's the only reason why. If it they just said it once and then moved on, it would be fine. But they said it a couple times in the episode. Yeah, they did say three times. I didn't catch it right away, but I did catch it eventually. It was odd that like Spock was the one doing the transporting him down when like the transporter chief would be, or even Scotty would be the one you think who would would uh, handle that job. But he was like, no, I did it myself, and that is not the number because Spock has to be the he's like the lead investigator here. Uh, he also got Sulu scanning space one degree at a time. That could take years. He's like, that could take years. Like, you better get on it. <laughs> just, just start right now. You better get busy there, bud. <laughs> I, I love how Spock just doesn't care. You know, do yeah. your job, stop questioning me, and get to work. But they always do. <laughs> they always do, and then they go, they go, okay, yeah. Well, He's like, with Kirk not there, like Kirk is the one who's always questioning Spock. It's like. What are you doing? Like the whole point of them is to. I, 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 I thought that Kirk was a, a moron on that ship that he didn't realize it was a fake ship. He had to have realized that there was a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't working, and <laughs> he just didn't. And Spock picked up on it right away. Well, he, he went down. He he's the captain. How much of it is he really doing? Well, it, here's the question: Does does Kirk really know how to operate the Enterprise by himself at all? I guess not. I yes. kind of proved it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because he uh, he ends up flying it himself. But he he like Spock figured out it was a fake. It's a fake uh, right away, and um, and and like Kirk and was. Kirk did. You know, well, Kirk kept looking for his crew for hours. Hours, and then he was he didn't realize he wasn't even orbit of the planet anymore. Like for a while, he was yeah. so distracted by Odonna um, yeah. for. Yeah, as he's Kirk, it's Jim Kirk. He's gonna do it, right? But um, eventually, you know, twenty minutes, you know. Yeah, he's got. He's like, hey, if I'm on an adventure, I'm gonna do it. The other thing too we hadn't talked about was that, like the bruise on his arm. He kept mentioning it uh, that I have a bruise. I don't know how I got it. There's nine minutes missing. Where did those nine minutes go? What's happening here? But then on the other hand, he's like kind of making eyes at O'Don and saying, "We got enough food to last forever." And, uh, well, he's kicking in. He's kicking in the Shatner sexy time. Like that's yeah. all it is. It's... Speaking of uh, and thumping sounds, he keeps hearing thumping sounds with heartbeats all over. Like he he doesn't know what it is. He just hears sound. And she goes, "Is it the engine?" He goes, "No, it's not the engine. Maybe it's a I know storm." What the sound like maybe they it's don't a storm sound like that. Oh no, no, I don't know what I don't. That's not what a storm would sound like. You wouldn't be able to even hear it on a spaceship. Um, and then they 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 go into that, that observation lounge, and then we get that first reveal of like the people, like standing behind the window. You know, and he grabs her. Like, don't, don't look. It's too scary. <laughs> There's too many people <laughs> in the window. Why like, are they in space? <laughs> yeah. And why do they have those weird looking uniforms on? I, maybe there's no room to even go to the bathroom. Maybe it's like a big diaper or like Teletubby outfit or something. Um, well, I'm guessing like, they're just yeah. Vulcan historians. It's, right. It's this whole idea of okay, all the, Vulcan historians. Because uh, O'Donna keeps telling Kirk, I, I've lost my memory. I don't even know what planet. Gideon, what's that? Um, I don't even. Lying through her teeth. Lying through her teeth the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then when but she says well, he's like well where are you from why would you want why did you want to escape and this part is true that her her planet is overcrowded it's it like nobody has room it's shoulder to shoulder people because they take life to the ultimate extreme apparently nobody dies nobody dies ever never ever they haven't lost anybody to death there ever. Oh, because they don't have any natural, like, disease. they don't have any disease yeah, or anything. People accidentally die, like, fall off cliffs by accident, or... 
Well, I'd imagine no, the occasional one falls off, but they said they all occasionally if somebody really, really old might die. But other than that, they all live forever. Kind of so so with all of that, the plan is to kill population with a disease. Yes. Really? I mean, they could have taken a you know a page from Logan's run here or something. Like, like let's put a disease in that we can't control. Well, yeah. like, like, like Kirk's like, what about conce- like, uh, contraception? Uh, what about, um, like, I don't know. Well, that wouldn't help. That wouldn't help, Dave, because nobody dies. So they got to eliminate living people. That's how they got to elim- eliminate. Half Here's an idea. Colonize yeah. is another planet. Exactly. Well, I think what, yeah, that's what they could do. They could take them up to, uh, to uh, that place on Rigel 12 and leave them there. Yeah, like wherever, like Are there's they a labor of travel, though. Well, they can't leave the planet. Do we know? They don't really no. say. I guess, like they say, there's no disease there, right? Yeah, but so. you know, this is where I mean, membership in the Federation comes in, guys. Like, you know what? We need your help. Let us like, help us help us solve this problem. But you know? yeah, the need, the need breeds innovation. Maybe they haven't invented. Uh, warp warp capabilities or something because they haven't needed to because they don't fight off infections they don't, I don't do a lot of science. Take these guys in if they've never been there to check it out. Yeah, and out of one thing we were saying. Oh, sorry. sorry. Good. Well, I was just saying. I was saying like, yeah, like how desperate is the Federation, Adam, that they need to get these guys in to the Feder like that as members? Like that's true. They yeah. they don't seem to know much about them. We can only talk to one guy. Yeah, we probably don't want to talk to you then. Right. Um, they th- they said they thought this planet was a paradise, and ma- it, like Hoden explains, it once was. But how long ago it was that was the case, and when it became overcrowded, did anyone else understand that part? Because I, if they did, I didn't pick up on that. Um, yeah, but like the the creepiness of all the people a few times, yeah. it was unsettling. <laughs> it's like they, they could have even made this episode like potentially even scarier. That would have been interesting. You know, roaming uh, phantasms from uh, from next gen could have been like that, where like you know, or just like when that first shot of all those people through the window, like it was the creepiest thing ever. You know, I did it right before a commercial break, too, so that would have been really cool. Yeah, like we also had this one, like where well, we saw, we just saw, like outside of the council chambers, you just saw like so all these people. This particular scene, actually, I laughed at because they're all walking into each other. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like lemmings. It's like, you know, mm, 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 mm. and are those not te- <laughs> like Teletubby outfits? <laughs> now I'm gonna see nothing but that. Okay, great, thanks. Right, the Teletubbies co- copied them. You're saying. So the Teletubbies might actually be from Gideon. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, to... that, that explains some things. I wonder if they like tubby toast and tubby custard. Yeah. And... Um, after, after, like, so yeah, uh, Spock has this conversation. Oh, sorry. They, they do eventually reveal it, right? Because uh, Kirk starts to kind of grill Odana. He's like, what the hell's going on? Why are you? Are Because you... he kind of figures out she's she's in on the fix before she fully admits it. And then she like has this fainting thing. Um, and it turns out then like, I think her ambassador Hoden or counselor Hoden, he shows up and the reveal comes where, um, is it vegan chorio meningitis? Is that, or is it vegan or I don't know. It was like something like that. Um, but it was basically, vegan. yeah, they, they, they wanted to get this. Kirk had this disease. They knew like he, he, contr- he had contracted it previously and he had survived it. But like th- this was their plan to bring him here specifically so that he could give it to Adana that, so that she could die and show the people of Gideon that you could die again. It seems like you could just get a phaser and like, you know... Uh, <laughs> It yeah, seems like you just get somebody drunk and give them a phaser. It'd be fine. <laughs> like, 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 nobody gets into bar fights or anything in, on Gideon. Like, there's, oh, uh, they got no room for bars. They got no room for bars. Uh, no room for she bars. says that any of them it's would... It's a terrible would, planet, really. It sounded terrible. It sounded like hell. And, you know, why would you... Why, um, it sounds it, like the lines at a DMV. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you gotta you gotta wait in the waiting room a lot. He says the birth rate continued to <laughs> rise until they became encased in a living mass with no space to live in comfort. 
sterilization is impossible as their organs renew. So if you cut off their dick, their dick would grow back. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes our PG rating. <laughs> I see. I just I think having me on automatically gives you. I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> uh, uh, and then um, and then contraception is unthinkable because of love of their love of life. So it's almost like a religious thing for them. Yeah, it's almost like the anti-abortion group. Yeah, um, this is like pro Roe v. Wade. This is the, so. uh, this is the, um, uh, the the religious right in the United States back in, in you know you know even not to, to very this very wow. day. Abortion wasn't legal this back was in 1969, right? right? No, I don't. Know, I don't know when Roe and Wade happened in the 70s. Didn't 70s. It? So, like, I think legal abortion in the states was a few years away, um, and so maybe it's a commentary on that. Oh, I'm sure there's maybe. something, and maybe in fun facts, we'll we'll learn more about that. Yeah, uh, and then they want Kirk to stay and provide the necessary virus, but he's like, "No, I got plans. I got stuff going on in my life. Things I want to do." <laughs> I got other girls for to instance, go fall in love well, with. They wanted, they wanted to stay with the girl who's going to die. Yeah, and they're like, well, we want you to yeah. stay with her. And it was like, they were trying to like win him over. I don't know. Their whole plan is the most convoluted nonsense. Um, where a great concept went off the rails. Like, you're right. It's like this part right here. That was cool. Yeah. The part where, where they, they showed all the green faces. Yeah, and all went all to faces. Over. Like, there was some interesting <laughs> cool <laughs> shots and stuff. He's like got her arm around. Looks like they're on a date. Oh yeah! At this point, he's just like, eh, "I'm on an empty ship. I don't care where my crewmates are. I'm still going to be able to get laid." Yeah, me and a hot like, chick. That's really were... what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 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 trying to multitask and solve both problems uh, at once, but he's, he's uh... really focusing on one problem, Dave. Right. I do like I do like the whole conversation with him and Hoden where like they're under like this glass table or the camera's under the glass table and it keeps like flipping that was back cool. and forth. Yeah, that was like, a cool shot. Some of these things they do in season three with some of the camera angles, I, like we we talk about this when we when we hit these. Funky, yeah. It's because yeah, they have no budget for anything else. Like, so let's like, let's duplicate the set tonight. Yeah, let's duplicate the set or most of it. Uh, it's a bottle episode with like one extra set. Well, it's barely. Well, a there's set. there's a scene where they reuse they reuse part of the med bay, but it's got a red alert light on. I don't know if you noticed that, but anyway. No, I didn't. No. Reuse footage. Uh, for, you mean for the Gideon part? Like the yeah. Gideon section? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it was like, yeah, you're right, Adam. Like, season three, they were trying to cut corners any way they could. They spent a lot that of money was... on those velour uniforms at the you know, start off the well, year. Look at that. That looks cool. All right. Yeah. Um, they, they would just do different well, things for the light. kind of neat, too. Like, what? Yeah. Like you guys shit on some of this stuff, but some of it. Well, fun. it's just it also just drags a bit, you know. Um, you know and then guy, you know that guy that spot you know nerve pinched one guy and yes. then he threw the other guy down the hall. How did that guy get knocked out and didn't go? Like all he did was throw him like down the hall. A little he bit, threw right? him hard, Ted. He threw him hard. It just uh, it's that Jeez. Vulcan rage. He didn't look like the guy was any harder than just hey right get out of way, we, we right? that spock eventually even though the admiral fitzgerald tells him don't you do it don't you beam down there he's like i'm beaming down there <laughs> McCoy, like, i don't care mccoy's like i'm going too he's like no you're not only i'm going he's like well you told the admiral to screw himself he's like i get to tell the admiral nobody else which is kind of weird because generally you see kind of like in the first two seasons you kind of see spock for the most part keeps kind of the way he's supposed to be but in the third season, he's all over the place. Like he's, you know, one episode, he's completely against everything. And then the next episode, he's for it and he's running with it. And it's like, sometimes he's no like... way Spock would just go down and defy orders. Like that's not something Spock would normally right. do. Like he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even like assume command from Commodore Decker yeah. until like he could get an official medical reason that he was, he was clearly unfit. Yeah. <laughs> he was clearly unfit, unfit to like, okay, no the Enterprise. Right, completely Yeah, but he's like, "Well, you don't have an official report, do you, McCoy?" He's like, "Well, not official." He's like, "Well, then I can't do anything." Yeah. You know, yeah. but here, you know, he's like the entire Federation, all of Starfleet Command, saying, "Don't you do anything? Don't screw this up." Just, he's like, "I'm fuck Kirk. Just go fly off. You're fine." Don't he's worry like, about "I for Jim Kirk, I'll throw away everything." Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a Spock thing. And yeah, he gives and he gives Scotty shit. Tell he Scott. literally tells off Scotty and tells him to piss off, basically. No, it's right. wrong, well, no, I, I, I completely agree with you there, Adam. I, yeah. I, obviously, Scotty was out of turn, but 
think Still, Scotty's hit more in that, that, that 30 seconds than he usually does ever. I think he he was going. Scotty oh, was, was going. Yeah, he was going nuts. He, yeah. I like how I like how Spock changed his story completely for the Gideon guy. Yeah. yeah. But what do you mean? Well, he basically well, lied. Yeah, he, because the Gideon guy, no, no Scotty said his, his transporter was in working order. Oh, yeah. He's, I didn't hear what you said there. He's like, oh, my transporter or engineer was just saying he was fixing things. Like, yeah, he could clearly hear what was being like, said, but he was totally like, against his character. Right. Uh, and yeah, once Spock gets down there and he kind of figures out it's the fake ship and he calls Scotty, but I liked it too, Dad, when he. Um, uh, when he ran into this guy, or like there's the two guys earlier, Kirk yeah. had fought them, right? When like when Hoden yeah. first showed up, Kirk tried to like have a fist fight with the two of them at once, and he loses. He gets like they just grab each arm. Yeah. That's all you have to do, apparently. And then, um, but then when Spock has to fight these two guys, he just nip, neck pinches one of them, and then he just kind of like throws the other guy down the hall and just goes, and he, and he knocks out. Yeah, he's done. He's like, whatever. I'm like, Spock is a much better. Fighter Spock, too. Spock is a stronger person. Let's be honest. Well, we've Kirk's seen that more. before. Kirk's Kirk's taken on two guys before. Yeah, but like Spock can like take on like five guys. Like it's yeah, Spock's a strong. strong guy. Well, what happened to Kirk? Why? Why? Why did he lose this fight earlier on? Well, he's, because he's put a lot of weight on this season. Why couldn't he take on two <laughs> black Teletubbies? Like that. <laughs> yeah. This is near the end. He knows the show's being canceled. Yeah, at this point uh, he's like, we're not renewed. We're not renewed. Who cares? So, uh, might as well might as well fuck with it. Yeah. I'm fighting a guy who's wearing a skull cap, I guess, or whatever this is. Uh what, a, onesie. a onesie. A onesie. A onesie. A leotard. Yeah. Um, and then uh okay, and then I was like, they get into the, the fake quarters where Odonna is dying. I guess, and then Spock. Show, I don't know, they just beam her up, and next thing you say to see her, she's perfect. She's okay after that, and then she tries to get Kirk to go back to Gideon, and not. So I don't understand really the ending. Was there an ending? What was the like? Did they, are they okay? Are they cool with Gideon again? Like they did kidnap him and try to like turn him into some kind it's of a virus machine. I don't think they and... resolved anything at the end. The population no, is going crazy. Pop yeah, it. this is one of those episodes that literally you go for 50 minutes and then at the end of it, you're like, we've achieved nothing. Yeah. Well, there's no resolution, right? Like, no, I'm, no resolution. No. Which actually probably is like a lot of their, their missions, right? But so. Well, which is going to happen. Not every mission is going to be tied up and done, right? Like, it's. Hmm. Well, I, okay. I'm, I'm interested to get to fun facts because I'd like to know if does this planet ever come back? I don't know. Does Gideon ever show up in Star Trek again? I can't remember it. But did they join the Federation? Um, who's to say? But yeah, that's just the end of it. And then that's the, the end of the story. And I'm just like, okay, I guess that's, I guess it's more realistic in that that's all there was to it. But they did like kidnap a Starfleet captain and uh, lie and uh, do some. Yeah, like at that point, I don't think they're getting a mission. To the yeah, Federation. I think they, I, 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 don't know, I would. But <laughs> if they give them a mission now, it seems kind of like a stupid idea, but you know, whatever. Right. And that was that's that's the episode. Um, like like we said, like some cool things in it, some interesting ideas. There and was like some lot. great cinematography in this episode for for a season three episode. This was this was shot really well. I thought there were some really cool scenes. And in. a couple of the guest stars are, are decent enough. Like oh, I, no. think. I thought that um, Donna is that her name? Yeah, she was great. Like she was very good. As played by um, Sharon Acker. Uh, who a Canadian actor actually uh, did a number of uh, of things. I'm just saying if there's anything we would know, but yeah, she was. Yeah. She just did this one episode. Uh, I thought she was pretty good. Like you know, kept it going. She's still alive? Yeah, still alive. Uh, let's bring her. her. Here she is again. Uh, she was in a number of TV made for movies. A Clear and Present Danger. Uh, with she's in Clear and Present Danger, eh? Yeah, she did 1973's The Stranger, uh, co-starring Glenn Corbett. And 1970... Sorry? She was in one episode of Knight Rider. Rider? Yeah, she appeared wow, in... Wow, that sales uh, deal. You should be in the Hall of Fame at this point. She was in the, like, the Star Galactica three-part pilot in 1980. Uh, so she went on to do some things, but yeah, she's from Toronto, actually. Really? Yeah. Always nice to see some Canadian talent. 
I mean, that's maybe her and Shatner knew each other from back in like the Stratford days. Probably it wouldn't surprise me. He like, yeah, uh, almost the same age as Shatner, uh, just two years younger. So she's ninety today. She, she's born, she was born in 1935, so she's uh, 87? 86. 86. Okay, do you want to give us some fun facts about this episode? And maybe we'll inform our opinion about, uh, about, this, uh, about this episode. Maybe even raise or lower our ratings, which we will do lastly. All right, well, I can't put it on my studio screen today, so I'm going to be not staring into the camera while I'm talking. So sorry about that, guys. Uh, all right, this episode was written by Stanley Adams who had earlier guest starred as Sereno Jones in the original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. Adams has become concerned over the issues of overpopulation and during production of Tribbles, mentioned to Gene Rodberry that he thought it would be an interesting social topic for the series to address. However, this Adams, is Sereno Jones? This, the person who wrote this was written by Sereno Jones, yes. Oh, the writer is Sereno Jones. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy who ended up play, the, starring oh, so as him. I, I thought you were saying this guy was Cyrano Jones. I'm like, this can't be. No, him. no, 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 no. No, the guy who wrote this episode. Uh, however, Adam said that he was disappointed by this episode's final result. So there you go. So are we. So it's okay. Um, uh, the coordinates given to Kirk to transport down to the council chamber were 875-020-079. The coordinates the council members gave Scotty to beam him up were 875 875- 020709. This is not a goof, but an admittedly silly plot device for the episode. So just to, just to recap, Jody, that's Cyrano Jones from The Trouble of Triples. He yes. wrote this episode? He wrote this episode, yes. Co-wrote it? Uh, it says he wrote it. I don't know if All he's right. a co-writer or not. But, uh, Isn't he, was he the guy who was selling the Tribbles? He used to yeah. send the Tribbles, always trying to get a drink from the bar for free? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this guy to- looks like the guy that would write this episode. I, I agree with this. No problem. No, no. He, looks, he, he, looks, to... he looks far too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make wow, sense. Oh, Adam. Adam usually sees the positive of almost everything here. Not uh, this. It just was slow. slow. It was slow. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, McCoy makes a car- sarcastic comment regarding Spock having his career as a diplomat. Spock would later go on to have a career in diplomacy, negotiating with the Klingons in the undiscovered country from 1991, as well as working as an ambassador during the time of Star Trek The Next Generation. So there you go. So foreshadowing by McCoy there, which I think we already mentioned anyway. So and we're clearly ahead of the uh, fun facts today. Followed his dad into the family business, right? There you diplomacy. go. Uh, remarkably, this episode did not run afoul with NBC censors, despite Kirk uh, broaching such sensitive matters as sexual sterilization and birth control. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so the Catholic League it? wasn't watching Star Trek. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, apparently, the Catholic League was uh, obviously at a potluck dinner that night. <laughs> OK, so that's good. Uh, all right. Uh, when Kirk tries to address anyone on the ship, one of the shots showing an empty corridor is recycled from Star Trek, the original series. Is there no truth, no beauty? Uh, also, which I don't think we've actually done that one yet, have we? Uh, no, it's on our list? left, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the ones on our list. Also, there's another shot of an empty sick bay with a red alert icon <laughs> flashing, which is an obvious pickup shot. Yes, that's the one that I got. Uh, you could literally see the flashing red light from red alert, and it's, it's not a red alert, so it doesn't make any sense, but that's all right. You know, you got to do what you got to do to make the money, you know? Uh, all right. Uh, this is the only episode showing an external viewing port. Uh, the only time the window looking outside the ship was seen uh, is on the observation deck from the original series, The Conscience of the King, which I think we have done. We have watched that one. I, yeah, remember he takes um, the uh, the woman who's like the daughter of the ma- the guy they think is Kodos the Executioner. Yes, yeah. he, he yes. takes her down to the uh, yeah. So that's the other time we've seen that like that yeah. type of window kind of thing open. Yeah, but, of course. In this case, too though. Oh sorry, no! no. Really You're on the space deck. Sorry, they're space. Station. I was thinking that was on Tribbles too, but it was they were on the space station looking yeah, at it's a K7. Yeah, yeah, they're on K7. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, in this case, the port is not seen on the real Enterprise. The external viewing port from this episode is the same design as the one used to witness Mar- uh, Marta's execution in the original series, whom whom gods destroy. So, do you think that all those windows have the ability to open close on the Enterprise? Like, uh, because Jeff talks about this all the time where he's like, why don't you see windows more on the ship? And like, you don't see a lot of rooms with windows in it. Um, so realistically, probably not all of them. 
Uh, I would imagine a good chunk of them anyway, but not all of them. Yeah. It's just like uh, NASA spacecraft. Like NASA spacecraft has some windows that are, are fixed that they're always open. Then you have ones that are covered all the time. And then ones that can be open. So right, it's one of those things, I guess. Who knows? I'm no space scientist, Steve. I'm just some jackass who talks about Star Trek on the internet. All right. right. Go on. Uh, uh, (laughs) There's your segue. Uh, A sample of the reciting of the 875-020-079 coordinates were repeated multiple times at the end of the song Mathematics of Chaos from Killing Joke's 1994 album Pandemonium. No idea who that is. No, I, is, no that's a that's a deep cut. That's uh, a fun fact, though, Dave. It is. It's very fun. It's fun. All right. Is that it? Uh, no, no, we got more. Oh, we got more. Oh. I got a couple more here, Dave. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, this is the second of the two original series episodes that show an empty Constitution class bridge. The other installment being from the first season's outing, Star Trek: The Original Series, This Side of Paradise, which I believe we have covered. We see a lot of bridges. Oh no! But what about the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we so. the one where where uh, Kirk's on the um the Defiant? Uh, Defiant is not a Constitution class bridge. It is a Constitution. It's just it wasn't empty though. It had corpses. Oh, it wasn't empty. So there you go. It had corpses. So yeah. you already answered your own question, David. All right. I was just trying to talk through it. Thinking. Oh, about okay. It. Well, you're just trying to you know stretch stretch. Working. I was like, well, come on. We've seen empty bridges before, haven't this, we? This this podcast is be twenty being uh, twenty minutes less. <laughs> okay well that's it's only 40 that's, minutes that's, so far I, we're not I that guess, i guess we're uh, i'm just saying that sometimes they drag out another fun fact ted might not be on the next series we do <laughs> i'm just well, i'm just giving you guys a little bit of your own medicine you say that that star trek's too long you know in the sometimes 60s everything was long. Too. it's also because i grew up with next gen which are 10 minutes shorter always right so i'm used to a different pace the format of tv was like that at that point right, right. More ads. Technically, Don't the sixties had less ads. Com- there you go. Anyway, I think that's enough for fun. Okay. Time. All right. Uh, let's get really fun tonight. Let's get into some. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's so bitter. Who? Hey. Uh, Adam. Yeah. Adam is just kind of bitter today. It's just yeah. We need a good episode, guys. I, I... Well, you, you do know that we're doing all the crappy ones that are left up to the best one that's left. Yeah, uh, just so you can kind of see what you have in store for you, Adam. Like, there's not like, I guess. We These got aren't some... doozies. All These are yesterday's the episodes. Episode. We, this is the nature of, of how we went. We, we we cherry-picked all these amazing episodes. We did these great ones up front. This is our it... fault. We created this for ourselves. We're going to stick with it, Adam. Okay, I got it. Adam, this is our fault. You 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 were part of this problem. I know. I, I'm very aware. And we all made this together. But we only have uh, eight left after this one. So how about we give the Mark of Gideon a rating? Dad, you want to start us off? Uh, I wouldn't go too high on it. Probably about a six. Give it a six. Uh, I'll give it like a. Guess, what did I, I gave last week a six and a half. Mm, like six point three or something like that. Adam, six. I, I do like the idea of the story, so I'm not going to go too far off that. Uh, I'm five point five on this one. It's it's not it, it's not as bad as last week's. So opinion. that it gives uh, the average for the four of us tonight a six out of ten, um, and then uh, six and a half on IMDb. So you know it's. So I, I got to tell you guys, I went like after this episode was over, I went back and watched Way to Eden. Would <laughs> <laughs> you have a rating? Do you want to give us your rating for I that? I do have a rating. On you want to tell them what my answer was to you when you mentioned that? Something about shooting myself in the head? No, no, no. I'll, I'll read it back. Just Way to Eden. Yeah, you don't have a score in for that one, Adam. No, I'm no, gonna no, give you because he's rewatching the ones that he didn't score. But I'm going to tell you something. You're going to bring up that rating. Right now it's sitting at 2.9. After, wait a second. After watching whatever Gideon, Mark to Gideon, I gave this a good six. I laughed in this episode. It was funny. The way to Eden is funny. Yeah, it was good. Funny. So yeah. this is this is the conversation we had, Dave. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So he sends me a message and he goes, so after Mark of Gideon, I watched Way of Eden. And my response was, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he goes, I went in with low expectations. And I said, there's probably a support group for that. 
you know, I only gave it a three at the time. I kind of think that's a little harsh, actually. But it is it's it a terrible episode. You know what, though? It, it was more entertaining than the one I just watched. So actually, I'm going to bump up my mark to a seven. For oh. for earlier, for this episode? Seven? No, 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 no. no. For Way to Eden. Oh, wait. So Way to Eden to seven? Way to Eden is now up to 3.7. It's still in our Jody, I'm telling you, it was way more entertaining than Mark to Gideon. I just gave it a six. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and there's a few. I, I sent you the sheet, right, Adam? With the, the yes. ones that yeah. we're still missing. Oh, I still got a couple. I got to do, too. Oh, yeah, and Jody, you got a few. Not as many as Adam, but there's a few uh, here and there. Actually, there's really just these three, actually. Do you, you have, have any, Dave? You have one, The Return of the Archons. The of the Arch- oh, give that a seven and a half. I like that one. That was so a good episode. Seven and a half, eh? Oh, yeah. Like All right. Um, and then you know, I'll do the same on that. That's a good episode. Seven on that for, when you for get Adam. Set, when you get a sec, Dave, can you show me the three that I'm missing? Because I did watch a couple of. Oh shows. yeah, so you are missing uh, "Errand of Mercy." Okay, I did actually watch that one. Okay, and that one, I'm going to give that one about a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, yeah. No, I did watch that one. I just didn't attend the thing, and I forgot to give the it. The Doomsday that. Machine. You saw that, didn't you? Jordan? Oh, Doomsday Machine. I know that episode. It's a great episode. I'll give it a nine. Yeah, yeah, you weren't there for that particular podcast, I guess. And then for the other one, is called "For the World Is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky." I don't think I watched that one. So that's you're inside a spaceship that looks like a planet. Yeah, and it's got a god. Uh, I kind of remember it, but I rather watch it. So oh, look I'll at Miri! I gave that a seven. Wow. What's that? Uh, yeah, well, Jody gave it a four and a half. He really liked it. Yeah. Four he four gave, wait, what did you give tonight? Four and a half. I was being generous. <laughs> Again, again better episode, episode. Than tonight. Way better than tonight. That yeah. should just have pedo bear all through it. Oh my god. What's, what's been interesting to see, because we have very few um we only got a couple of season two episodes left, and it looks like season one is going do you to have like do you have a statistic on like on which one is the lowest rated episode from each person? I oh I could figure it out. Um, well, I don't want you to do it right now. If, if yeah, but yes, uh but you can see here, like our season three scores are way lower than our season two. Four point <laughs> four. That's about right for me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't love these season four, three episodes too much. Uh, I, I'm pretty harsh on Star Trek, except for uh, season two. Adam clearly hates season two compared to me. Wait a second. I, I I'm surprised at that. Okay. Uh. Yeah. You're <laughs> season two. You're down on, but you might be missing some scores too. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might not be calculating them all as well. Oh yeah, you're also missing a whole bunch of season two episodes, probably. Yeah. Right. So you like look here. Yeah. There's like three episodes just on that three that you didn't. The Omega Glory. Oh, that's one of my hate most hated episodes. That's a pretty bar- terrible episode. Okay, so that's our rating for tonight's episode. Uh, just to mention, the Mark of Gideon, directed by Judd Taylor and by. Uh, one of the guys who played so, uh, Stanley Adams co-wrote this episode. Then that that's uh, Cyrano Jones, Stanley Adams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and next week's episode, the Paradise, Paradise Syndrome. Oh, I think I know that one. Oh, this is the no. one where Kirk gets married. Yeah, to an Indian. To right. an Indian. Oh, Indian. Oh, this. Yeah, one. this is the Indian episode. Oh, this is yeah. terrible. Oh no. Oh, like this is this is going to be a hard episode. <laughs> I like that one. Of course, Adam uh, will love it. I, I I think especially it's going. Adam's what? the new Ted. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. That'll be a good one. Oh no. Okay. Sorry, Adam. I had to take it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that that will be an interesting podcast. Uh, to, especially. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, I'm gonna have to be very tame on that episode. <laughs> I think that the, that's good. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Jody. I'm sorry? You got to be culturally sensitive on this note. Yeah. That's right. Jody, it's uh, indigenous. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not very culturally sensitive, but I'll give it's it a indigenous, try. Indigenous Day. We'll do that one on September 30th. It's actually, it's, it's well, maybe we should actually. Um, it's, I don't <laughs> Let's not do that. No, sorry. Oh, that's a bad indigenous idea. Indigenous Day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, stop. All right, let's stop. Okay, let's just wrap it up for tonight. Thank you for joining us for our uh, our coverage here of the Mark of Gideon, uh, the season three episode of Next Generation. As mentioned, we'll be back for the Paradise Syndrome. Also, check us out here on Live Long and Podcast multi times a week. We're talking about Star Trek on Tuesday night, Star Trek D Space Nine. We're talking about the episode called Rejoined Tomorrow, which um, was the episode where uh, Dax uh, met her old 
flame. That's, the, when, that's a lesbian kiss one, right? That was the first, yeah, on like uh, same sex uh, kiss on network TV or something. It was a very historic one um, at the time. So check that. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow night with uh, Jeff Mater and Kevin and Ashley Millard and Jamil Robinson on our Tuesday night uh, at nine o'clock podcast as we continue every D Space Nine episode in order. And then on Thursday nights, we're talking about Star Trek Lower Decks right now. Uh, I've done three episodes of season two so far. We got the fourth one coming up this Saturday. We'll be on with Davin Skellhorn at 7 p.m. from Lucuters of Trek. Can't, uh, can't say I'm enjoying season two so far. I really liked last week. Uh, I thought last the, week was the, a good episode, though. Yeah, so they, they're watched, getting better. I watched season one and two over the weekend. Oh, okay, and, you binged them, eh? Yeah, yeah. So pretty good. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. The I, first two I episodes of season two have been kind of eh. The third really? episode was all right. I liked it. It's got some laughs. I'm, I'm glad it's 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if it was any longer than 20 minutes, it, I don't know. I, I, yeah, if, it, if I was watching them like one after the other, I don't know. But week to week, I, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, and uh, also check out our other channel, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Uh, right now we're talking about Big Brother three times a week, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, all at 9.30 after every episode, whether you watch that on Global or CBS. Uh, and also uh, we're talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe content all year long. We're going to be talking about Shang-Chi, or is it Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We'll be talking about that Saturday morning, Jamil Robinson and I, uh, as we'll be um, seen in an IMAX Friday night. And also, uh, we just did an episode of Trivial Debates, our monthly show where we argue with movies, TV, sports, and more. We had uh, Jamil Robinson hosting that one with Mott Tom Tyrell and the Chris Seymour and Tim Seymour uh, arguing about all kinds of things. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, am, am I going to be infuriated? Of course. Okay. Well, yeah, that's we, we, that's the reaction we're we're largely going for. Uh, it was um, <laughs> so it, it 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 was it was it was something. It was it was an experience. It was something. Uh, I think is probably the best way to. Jamil said it was like hosting those guys and having like he's like tim was like chris and tim constantly i want to change my answer for this i want to change my answer for this right they kept like it was that they kept doing that to him all week all uh, i can say is i'm very thankful i didn't host that one yeah no i was like this is not the one jody needs no to this is not a jody hosting yeah, like I, just I, quit he, halfway through and disconnect these 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 particular personalities are not the, the right they're fit. very out there yeah, so no, Jamil did a great job um, ran, trying to wrangle those guys in, uh, and did a fair, a good, good job with it, uh, as much as you can with those three personalities. Uh, who Jamil uh, has got the patience of a saint. That's yes, all I can does. think of. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, and the, oh, lastly, check out my son's podcast. Uh, Let's talk about fighting games. Where you can that's a fighting video game um, uh, theme. Uh, you can find that on Spotify and wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. I okay, going to have me as a guest. Like, what you're on the, you're on this show? Know more ga- about games than me. Well, you should be on the Amon's podcast. You, That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't invite me either. So, you, but I'll, well, I'll, 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 I'll put a bug in his ear about that. Uh, um, okay. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us tonight, uh, and uh, thanks for the podcast, guys. Uh, we'll be back in a week, and uh, and and on that note, we'll 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 take you away some with some with some Spock knowledge. Diplomats and bureaucrats may function differently, but they achieve exactly the same results. True. Yeah. Live long in podcast, true. everyone. Have a good night. Oh, thank you.